You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. Thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I hope you're doing well and fantabulously wherever you are listening to this. This week's episode is on a topic that's very important, and for this topic, I brought back a dear friend of mine and a first of all, two-timer guest, manager and content creator, Kevin Fong. He is a dear friend of mine here in Los Angeles, and uh, I could think of no one better than to unpack this very, very big, important thing with. I have a previous episode, uh, one of my very first ones called Sorry Not Sorry, which is all about being unapologetic about releasing the guilt and um, just being yourself and owning it and having that sassy attitude and lifestyle. This episode is the exact opposite of that. This is the episode where we talk about what we do or how things go when we actually mess up, when we make mistakes, when we hurt other people, and when we need to make those wrongs right. Uh, And that's everybody. Nobody is outside of being a human being. And we make mistakes. And uh, so Kevin and I are going to share some deeper insights, our personal experiences, and some advice and things that we've learned and some how-tos on how uh, how to better apologize and to receive an apology because both are equally important. I hope that you enjoy the episode. I hope that it's insightful and that it plants some good seeds in your brain, in your heart to go, you know, make some repairs if you need to, you know, go talk to somebody that you might have been scared to um, or be more willing to receive an apology. Maybe you've been struggling with something from somebody else and you just need to figure out a way to process that. Uh, In any case, if you find this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend. And if you want to share it publicly, remember to tag me at Minjeezy at First of All Pod. I love seeing uh, what good these conversations are doing out in the world and I just appreciate it so much. Uh, and thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews and tagging me in, in their shares. Been the light of my life. Um, if you are free on Saturday, October 5th, and you're in Los Angeles or nearby, and you can get on a flight or in a car to come out and hang out, I am co-hosting an event called Off the Mic. It's a live event with Perfectly Imperfect Podcast and with Asian Boss Girl Podcast. And we are just spending a full day together at Ethos Society in Koreatown in L.A., to break bread and to have panels and and uh, breakout sessions and one-on-one discussions with our listeners and with our community and want to further build the you know the bonds and the understanding and the relationships from the people that support us. So if you are interested in coming out for that, it's going to be a really great day, Saturday, October 5th. You can find all the information in my bio uh, at Minjeezy and at First of All Pod. Mm, check it out. Hope you'll come through. I hope I get to meet you. This won't be the last event, but it's our very first one, which is a really big milestone. So I'm really excited. Shout out to Christine, Regina, Helen, Janet, and Mel. I'm really, really excited to be hosting this with these incredible women. So that's all for the intro and announcements. I hope that you enjoy this episode on Apologizing with Kevin Fong. Bye. Hi. Is this fine? I'm sipping, sipping to you. Sip, sipping on your tea. Sipping tea, enjoying And presenting yourself so beautifully. You're, yep. You got to have something. This is Podcasting is a visual medium. It really is, though. Okay, I'm ready. And I'm working on my content, thanks to you. Yay. Yay. I'm happy to. Yeah. Good. I love your content. Thank you. Always plugging you. Um, how's everything been going? How is life? How's your, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Work is great. Life is great. I'm glad, uh, the weather is getting cooler. I can wear a light sweater. You're wearing, I, your legs are covered and I'm a little bit sad. I mean, it's toasty on like other places, (laughs) but outside I'm glad like the sun goes down. Me too. I am so happy to sit down and talk about this with you because it's been a moment of, no, it's been two years, let's two and a half years of like ridiculousness in our country. 
don't know where you're listening from, but we in Los Angeles, in the United States of America, have been dealing with like an overload of like ridiculous nonsense that is, I personally attribute to one individual, (laughs) like releasing, I don't know, it's like the gargoyles. It's like they've been unleashed. Mind you, we've already had problems. Yeah. They're bringing to light problems that we already had. But we need to talk about, <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way, <laughs> Sally. Yeah. And all this whole thing. Exactly. What are your thoughts on this? Well, the genesis of this happened on social media mm-hmm. when Minji posted on her Instagram stories this like wonderful screenshot of a quote. You know how some people are like, oh, I'm just going to post a lot of quotes today. Some of them are hit or <laughs> like, it's like hit or miss. But this one was just like, ooh, this one hits home. Mm-hmm. Do you have it with you on I'm going hand? to, I'm opening it right now. And I just want to say for the record, it was one of the most responded to Oh, posts. dope. Yeah. Okay. Like high engagement, they would call it high engagement for sure. And you know, that was not the purpose. It was, mm-hmm. I, I saw it and I resonated with it. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is my life. Here we go. An apology is and is not. There's a line. Correct. It's a two screener and it says an apology is not. And these are all, these are all the things that an apology is not. Quote unquote, I'm sorry you feel that way. Quote unquote, that was not my intention. Quote unquote, maybe you're upset because this is one of your triggers. <laughs> Last one. Um, you are making a big deal out of nothing. Mm. And then on the other side, it's another example of what an apology actually is. Indeed. And it says, quote unquote, I'm sorry I hurt you. I will be more mindful of this in the future. Mm. I know you are sensitive about this. I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Can you help me understand why this hurts? And that was the quote slash meme slash inspirational fortune cookie, this digital fortune cookie that Minji posted. <laughs> and I responded, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Because I feel there's so many times where all of us have been told, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but, uh, and then they go into an entire example and it's like, bitch, that's not what we're talking about. That's not an actual apology. You didn't say you're sorry and you are in the wrong. And I feel a certain way. I would like to talk about this some more. Right. And I think it's just a lot of things that it's like word, word garbage that I think we keep repeating because it sounds like an apology, Mm -hmm. but it actually isn't. Now I want to backtrack. I feel like I started us off funky. I'm just going to acknowledge it here. I started off talking about Donald Trump because he's somebody that makes me like violent. Yeah. How does he make you feel? Um, well, first in of three all, words, violent, <laughs> um, violently angry. I, I brought that up as like, there's like a proliferation of people just being dicks, right? The divisiveness that's happened, right? No one's listening to each other. Correct. And I think an apology falls in that category of something that requires care mm-hmm. and listening and attention and like sensitivity. And mm-hmm. I think there's been a complete disconnect from that in for a while. For everyone. For yes. everyone. So that's why. Anyway, going back to what you're saying about this like fortune cookie, mm-hmm. um, it felt so clear when I read it. Yes. And. And. I also recognized how much I have been subpar mm-hmm. <laughs> at apologizing. Okay. And I'm curious for you, it seems like it's very clear. And we're, have you always been a good apologizer? Have uh, you been good at saying sorry in like the quote unquote correct way? For most of my life, I have been trained from a very young age just to apologize. Okay. Now it wasn't until later in life when I actually learned what an apology actually is. I do believe that you can say sorry for a lot of your actions, but whenever I would say sorry, there would be no intention to it. Got it. Very hollow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Whatever it is, like, I'm sorry. And then you could, would move on. Exactly. It wasn't until later. I was just like, oh, there were times where that person was the reason why I was angry was the reason why we are having this argument in the first place, but I would just say sorry just to like move on. Got it. But not with any intention or actually like, I was like, I'm not actually sorry, but I would say it. 
So that was like a big lesson, I think, for myself in learning what an apology actually is. Yeah. And then also sometimes from the other end, it's like, how do you like receive an apology? Because sometimes we can brush it off and be mm-hmm. like, mm, she says she's sorry. Yeah. But I, I don't, don't believe yeah, her. Yeah, I don't feel that was like genuine, Melissa. <laughs> So we're just going to have a whole like laundry list of names. Exactly. Tiffany is always unapologetic. Seriously. Though, the Tiffany. only person that can be unapologetic is Beyonce. Like, Agreed. She's just unapologetically herself, but, but I don't want to go too now. off. Oh, yeah. JLo is unapologetically <laughs> herself. She's unapologetically 50. And it's like, how dare you? And rocking a Versace dress like she's 20. Right. Anyway. I bet you that was like the same dress. She just put it on was like, no, we're just okay, going to like tailor it and make it even more. Like, ooh, because I don't remember it being backless. Anyway, it's total side. <laughs> I thought there was a cape on it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are, we are just acknowledging there are people that can, can be unapologetic and it's good, but everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, needs to learn how to say sorry. And I agree with you that I, I feel like my sorries were always just a default mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's like a defense mechanism or a default programmed response. Correct. To alleviate, to diffuse a situation, to deflect even. So it's like funny because an apology ought to be for the for the purpose of reconciliation and healing, but it was really just like deflect, like, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. And for me, it was a way to control the situation. Mm. I'm working a lot on like what, why I have all this, I need to have this sense of control for most situations in my life and saying sorry does diffuse the situation and takes it from like a 10 to somewhere around the mid fives or sixes you know? yes so because it automatic like it just like releases all the like any of this like anger that the other person is like throwing at you and then it also puts the blame however it does place the blame also on you like you did something wrong or you did something incorrect right so yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I was like really excited to speak about this with you because I thought of one of the anecdotes mm-hmm. of true apologies, I feel like. Because, mind you, I've dealt with this with many a boyfriend, but one of the true kind of confrontational coming to terms with like, oh, I messed up and I need to apologize with actually with you. What? Yeah. Do you remember? Like, you've already forgiven me, so you don't even remember this. But I was excited because I thought it'd be, you know, like, we can talk about it theoretically and also recognize that I would love to know examples, like, what you went through. One of the examples that I know from not that long ago was when I bailed on you. Oh. (laughs) For, like, multiple times in a row. I flaked on you because I was in, like, a very touchy mental state at the Mm -hmm. time. That's the best way I can put it. But I know that we had had plans and I pulled a standard LA, like, let's hang out. And then there were plans and I just kept bailing. I was just like, oh, I can't do it. And oh, I, and mind you, like the reality of it was I was not well. So I love freaking, I'm putting this out there because I want this on the record. <laughs> I love Kevin Fong <laughs> to the, to the next galaxy and back. Um, it like genuinely brings me joy. But at that time, I was just not myself. It was like weird, but I flaked on you. And then, I felt it from you. And this is how different people, this is like where apologies can land and they cannot because there are people who will like acknowledge that they are upset with you. And there's people who will just like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. And then you're like passive aggressive way. Yeah. You're like, you're not fine. Mm -hmm. But I felt it from you because like, I think at the whatever number of times I had done that, I I was like, I think you're not particularly a fan of being like, <laughs> hey, whenever I feel like hanging out, we'll hang out. And whenever you feel, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that I set aside time for you and, you know, mm-hmm. we had plans and now you're just bailing. So, yeah, I felt that from you and I was just, oh, no. Oh, no, I've really messed up. Fine. I do feel messed up. But, like, at the same time, that's not fair to keep doing that. Then, like, stop promising to hang out until you're better, girl. Mm-hmm. Be real. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was like a tough moment to like have somebody that I love so much really kind of hold me accountable and feel you weren't like mean about it, but you were not like, okay, I love you, honey, no matter. It's fine. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fine. You're kind of like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that situation. Um, I'm pretty used to people changing hangout times because mm-hmm. it just, it happens. I do it. Don't worry. But 
I think for this one, it was probably like I hit my limit mm-hmm. of like how many times you can be nice, quote unquote. Right. So I think my answer was just very like direct. Mm-hmm. It was more cool. Thank you. Or so, I don't, I don't really it was, remember. It was clear that because like, we have our dynamic of yeah. like, hi. <laughs> yeah. You'll know like in text form if I'm just like, yes, myself, because it's emojis, it's caps locks, it's like a lot of exclamation points, right. a lot of gifts, a lot of things that don't make sense. They all make sense to but me. But then this one was just like a formal, like per our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> From what yeah. I last recall, yeah. like very- Per your last email with an attachment, like yes. here's what we, what we discussed. But I feel that was also a learning experience for me because I think I could have expressed it in a better way where I didn't make you feel guilty because that wasn't my intention. I know that was my intention intention. was more to be like, I'm, I'm of course I'm upset Mm because it was just like another bail, but like, I, you know, it's just, that was my initial reaction. Mm -hmm. Also it was like, we had to, we had to leave, like we had to be somewhere. Yeah. So it was just like, I just had to give my answer like right away. Oh yeah, it was on actual yeah, event. We had to like go to a taping or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was <gasps> yeah. Jenny Yang show. <laughs> Jenny Yang. Yeah. Oh, I was not. That was a bad time. Um. Yeah. yeah. So the reality was, I think this comes to like the heart of like the apology, right? Like we're all dealing with our own stuff. I was in a bad state, but like I also love and respect Kevin, and he's a friend of mine, and. I didn't adjust my behavior. I kind of kept expecting him to meet me where I was constantly and like have no repercussions for that. So in recognizing that, I, I, I felt like a dick. And, but I feel like <laughs> that's okay. And we all okay. know I love dicks. You know, yeah. yeah. Not in that but not format. This not this one. particular dick. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's, it's okay. And that's, that's the part I think I've really mm. struggled with when it came to other relationships, not just friendships, but like even with my family, even with like definitely with boyfriends, like not trying to rock the boat. But if you are kind of acting a fool, you gotta, there has to be accountability. Yes. And that is its own form of love, in my opinion. You could have been totally vicious at me. That is an option, but you weren't. Correct. You were, you were to the point. And so that subtext hurt me, Mm -hmm. but it was warranted. So Mm -hmm. like, I can't, I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, Kevin's like, whatever. So I thought about it. And then I, I don't know what, how, what the time span was, but I, I apologized. And I remember that being like, this is what an adult does. And this is what a friend does. They say, Kevin, I'm so sorry. I'm a, dumb butt face who like bailed on you so many times that's not cool i'm not well i'll like i don't remember but like that was i think the heart i do think you alluded that you know it just wasn't your week or couple months at that time Mm -hmm. like it were just you were just in i don't think you were fully at 100 percent. yeah so i was able to honestly sense that and we were able to meet in the middle yeah because it's I just, I didn't, I wasn't going to blame you for anything. I knew you wouldn't honestly just like ditch me for something else. It was just like, okay, well, this is the third time for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to get that feeling across mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. this, we can handle this in a different way. Right. So, so back to that, how can I, how can we both make this, if this instance happens again, mm-hmm. what can we both do to make it where the other person, you know? Right knows how the other person is feeling. I think we had a conversation because I see this where my, my, I'm an old lady, (laughs) but I remember we, you accepted my apology, Mm -hmm. obviously, Mm -hmm. like we're here together. Things are fine. But I think that I think for our friendship to have continued in the same fashion slash grow to be deeper and like closer, like in a genuine way, I think it did require an actual apology. Yes. So this is where I like, I want to talk about this because there's so many versions of relationships, whether it's someone like super close with you or like a lover Mm -hmm. or like, you know, we're all like navigating all these interesting dynamics with different people. So I can speak on it like in a political way, but also personal. I I started to put you on blast. Yeah. No, this was a great example because I was just like, wait, when did Minji ever piss me off? Like never. (laughs) I can't even remember one time Minji's ever done me wrong, but that was just like a small, for me, that was a small incident, but Mm -hmm. for you, it was more like it was a bigger revelation. Right. I I rocked my boat. And I think that like, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. To like just take responsibility. 
And I respond very well to that. Yeah. Because I know how much, how scary it can be to kind of confront someone and be like, okay, I really messed up. Please, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And then for them to accept that apology is, I think, both parties meeting in the middle. Right. Because I'm not going to also hold it over you and be like, ah, <laughs> strike one for Minji. Like, I hope Get she hits more. Here. Yeah, like, I think that's very high school. I think it's very immature. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But to be and like, I think the reality of it is, it depends on how much things mean to you. Like, mm-hmm. not everything has equal value in your life, which is way we, where people have room to be petty. Yes. Um, But to go, like, to something else that we were talking about, about apologies, and I'd love to get your thoughts on, was the whole Shane Gillis situation. Oh, hell no. <laughs> okay. Because let's Well, it all starts that. on podcasts, so... Mm-hmm. Apparently, we come in full circle now. Okay, so two things. News comes out. Bo and Yang, the first gay Asian American, like, representation, full-time cast member on SNL. Oh, my God, yes! Gays everywhere are like, yes! Asian Americans are like, yes! Yes. Asians are like, oh, my God, yes! (laughs) And then it's like... Two other people. I'm pretty sure that they're amazing. It's cool, cool, cool. And then Shane's stuff comes out and he has all of this like racist, homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic stuff that didn't come out just 10 years ago. Yeah. It came out last year. Yeah. We're not doing no deep dive here. No. It was like, let's look at the, the feed. Yes. It's like right there. I was like, okay. So that was posted. And then I did my research. I could barely get through the clip that got viral, but Mm. it was basically him on a podcast and another person, um, they were discussing Chinese food. And then it just, the, like, it was just like a snowball. It was terrible. They were using very racist, racial slurs. Um, and it was just like two douchey dudes just talking about things, thinking that they have, they could, that there's no consequences to their actions or to their words. Right. Uh, It was very unfiltered. It was very like, this is even a part of a bit. Like, I watched his stand-up as well, but, yeah. like, this was just him speaking his mind. Correct. It was a very natural conversation, an organic conversation yeah. of two people talking. Yeah. So like, Very similar to what we're doing. Yeah, you're like, bro, this is what you really think. Exactly. Because if you look at the video, too, he's very relaxed and very... He looks just very himself on a normal day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... What else happened after that? Well, mind you, I also want to note that the the dude that was on the podcast with him, he was a very dominant voice in this conversation as well. So we don't even know his name or we care, but like it, it was like the it was like a very standard like like toxic bro conversation yes. of like egging each other on, yes. which I think was like feeding into Correct. the hate and feeding into like the garbage that was coming out of their mouths. And saying, like, MSG is a dishonest food. Right? Like, what the? What? Like, it was just stupid on top of that. Like, you can be racist and hateful and smart, but it was just dumb on yes. top of everything. It was very uneducated, was very, stupid. very ignorant. Yeah. And I do understand that it was just a one-minute segment that got viral. We don't have the entire context of everything. However, just the vibes and the way that his response came out once it did get viral did not help ease any of the tension or the situation at all right so his apology came out apology quote unquote yeah i'm (laughs) using air quotes because podcasting is a visual medium it totally is but it was just the most lame like excuse and apology that i have ever seen professionally um and we're going to read that to you shortly but it could have been handled in a like whoever his pr was or representation was i don't think that they proofread um what his actually apology should have been in response to everything okay so this was shane's apology quote unquote i'm a comedian who pushes boundaries i sometimes miss if you go through my 10 years of comedy most of it bad you're going to find a lot of misses i'm happy to apologize to anybody anyone who's actually offended by anything i've said my intention is never to hurt anyone but i'm trying to be the best comedian i can be and sometimes that requires risks okay well so 
Here's the thing. He said his mind, hateful things, misogynistic, homophobic, racist things. So uh, an injury was, like, committed, right? Mm-hmm. He injured many people with those kinds of comments. So I injured Kevin by bailing on him. Ah! <laughs> so sometimes people mess up. That yes. is, like, a given, yes. right? We are not perfect. So it's not an expectation of, like, you need to be the most, like, eloquent and, like, pro- you know, like, you could mess up. The apology, again, quote unquote, is where I think for me, it really just like, I, I saw it. I was totally triggered. I'm also like in the space of like dealing with racism since like birth. So I personally still to this day, because I want to be the kind of person that can like have some level of grace. Like I do have a bit of a buffer still say like, okay, when was this? What, like, no matter what, this is problematic, terrible things to say. Did he apologize? Like, literally, yeah. I'm hoping that there's some kind of redemption. Yes, yes. And then the, that apology came yeah, out. And it was, sealed the deal for me. There was no ownership into what he did wrong. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I'll apologize to anyone who felt that way. Who actually is offended. Yeah. Bitch, everyone was offended. <laughs> I'm offended. Yeah. Like, own up to that you made an entire community very, very angry with you. You also, like, put so much pressure on the show and also took away from the other two cast members that were just uh released the same day that you were mm-hmm. so well, mind you i don't think that that was his intention i'm correct, sure that he 100%. was yeah he wasn't expecting to have his twitter dug up yes but also i was like appalled yes. at snl that like did you not do your homework exactly it's 2019 so right? i was already pretty outraged of when the clip came out Mm -hmm. and then i was like okay i'm pretty familiar with how hollywood works i was like i'm gonna wait 48 hours because representation and his team has to respond to this snl will have some sort of response Mm -hmm. he puts that response out that does nothing (laughs) nothing to put out these fires no apology he also tried to blame it on Oh, comedy must be pushed by boundaries. I'm put, I'm working I'm, on it. Bitch, I'm that was not, yes, that was not a set that you are workshopping every night at the haha club. Like, yeah. no, that was something at a podcast that was definitely a normal conversation that just came up between the two of you. Right. And sorry that got out. Could some of it been out of context? Maybe. But that shit was horrible. It was horrible. And I feel like it's, again, to kind of deconstruct the apology, quote unquote, and why it is not, is that it doesn't even address what the wrong, the injury was. Correct. That it's, I felt like it was a complete glossing over and a complete unacknowledgement yes. that there was a problem. Yes. He made, like, the people that were offended the problem. Yes. It's like, I'm happy to apologize to anyone that was actually yeah. offended. And that's just... Th- that's like saying, well, I'm sorry that you felt that way, Asian American community. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that your food is horrible, mm-hmm. but it's under comedy, so it's totally fine. I was just offended on behalf of all artists everywhere. This has nothing to do with the race stuff. I'm like, this is boring ass comedy. This is not comedy. This is like just hate. Yes. So don't, don't get it twisted, Shane. And this is like not even me being like salty towards like horrible, you know, half-witted white guy comedians. There's a lot of really smart white guy comedians. You know what I mean? And like you took their spot. That on that to me, like understanding how hard this industry Mm -hmm. is, it's not me like having my pitch fork out for any like white dude, straight white guy. I think there's a lot of like really smart, brilliant funny smart white guys who could like have had that spot made the same kind of commentary on race on whatever in an actual funny way and i was like you took their spot and now you like you hired i was like i want you fired and for me in the outrage culture thing again that's why the apology matters like i i don't feel like i if he had apologized in a sincere way that i felt that he actually recognized that he had done something wrong and done some sort of thing to redeem himself or or to repair the injury mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then i'm like i i as a reasonable human being can put emotions aside and be like oh maybe we can grow from this yeah and i'm not trying to make myself i'm like a salty petty person like the next <laughs> person but i that's what i want like i'm for real like i want people to like i think that's a great sign of growth like mm-hmm. perfect people don't exist and like no one acts perfect all the time but if we can't even like 
make an example of ourselves saying like, yo, I messed up hardcore. My bad. I'm really sorry. How can I make this better? Yeah. Then like, I don't know. That's a pretty big platform to like show somebody that you can be better. Had Shane just copied and pasted (laughs) that apology from your fortune cookie meme, I'm pretty sure SNL would not have fired him. I agree. I think it was just, you only have so many strikes against a network and like a television show that if you don't, uh, put forward good behavior, you're going to get axed. Mm -hmm. Like these are the consequences. Mm -hmm. Was it extreme? Yeah, of course it was extreme. Mm -hmm. This was like 48 hours or like four days of just like, oh my God, this this is, (laughs) what are we going to do? We have to get him fired. Like, I remember we had a conversation. I was just like, we have to call his agency (laughs) and we need to voice our opinion because I just know pressuring representation will hopefully do something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, once SNL finally let him go and fired his ass, I was like, thank God, because it was such like... It was such conflicting emotions in my head because for me, it was like seeing gay Asian representation on a, like on a major platform like SNL Mm -hmm. is a huge win. Yeah. It's a huge win. Yeah. And then to then have it be taken away or being put on the sideline of whatever Shane's drama was going on was just like, oh, dang. It totally got crapped on. And I'll be, you know, it, it's just, I, and I, I did accept SNL's apology. Then the apology from SNL came and they're like, we need to be better. And Correct. cause they have a PR team. But, yes. But they, uh, had their PR team formulated Shane's response, I don't think we would be in this situation. For sure. But see, here's my thought on that, right? I agree with you. But also, like, if it came from a PR standpoint, yes, is it genuine? I would be like, I call BS on that because we know like, oh, that's a PR formulated Mm -hmm. apology that that ain't real. Yeah. Um, You think I because I would have personally for me and this is everyone has a different perspective because I see the smoke and mirrors behind it. I I think I could have smelled the PR from a mile away and I wouldn't I would have been like, this is better than like what he put out. Yes. But I wouldn't have accepted it as like a full apology. Yeah. But would have it made you feel better? Uh. No, I would have sniffed out the PR move as well, Mm -hmm. but then I would have been hypercritical once the show came out of how am I going to voice and contribute, uh, to some, like to the show while Mm -hmm. lending support to the first gay Asian American like cast member, but also like not give him attention Mm -hmm. to, because at the same time, I do understand that he's human. He does have emotion. He does have feelings. And this is probably a huge career move for himself, too. When, this is yeah. a huge win for him. Yeah. But girl, <laughs> girl, you cannot say that stuff. I mean. But I don't think he understands why he cannot say that. That's what I'm saying. So. I think it really is kind of opening a, a portal into, like, we've been, this coming back to, like, my opening statements about, like, Donald Trump and all this stuff. The guy seems pretty self-aware. I watched his other stand-up, and he jokes about himself, and some of his stuff was funny. I didn't think it was, like, the best comedy ever, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is honestly an SNL, which is a very, like, left-leaning platform yeah, you know like exactly. show i was like he is diversity in this correct, show because correct. he represents like our visualization of like middle america mm-hmm. and he jokes about like white trash he jokes about like being the guy that donald trump is like campaigning to mm-hmm. and i i appreciated that self-awareness but it's just i guess it only goes so far correct. right in that current in this current place in time yeah. That's as far as it went. Yeah. So who's to say what's going to happen here? But in terms of like, yeah, I I try to be uh, not pushing on the cancel button too yeah. fast. But I felt like this was a pretty stark yes. example of like, nah, this guy's got to go. He didn't deserve this. Yeah. Because this wasn't one where it was, ooh, fun and po- watch like eat popcorn and like, let's see someone being taken down. Mm-hmm. This was something that hit me personally. Yeah. I think other people probably that were peripherally around it mm-hmm. uh, or maybe not as tied or offended to what it to, to see him taken down, I'm pretty sure, or being canceled was probably entertaining. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, I was like, no, this guy needs to be taken down and be made of an example mm-hmm. that this behavior cannot be tolerated right. moving forward. Right. So It's too big of a platform and the stakes are too high for it to be yes. treated without like the utmost seriousness. Yes. And that's like honestly where we're at. 
And yeah. I, and I think that that trickles down in this way, um, apologies and like, and we see it in so many different formats, right? Like whether we're experiencing it on like a friend, like through text with you and me mm-hmm. and a phone call or like in a PR, in a press release or on Twitter Correct. or, you know, through a platform, I think it definitely gives a sense of like, can we trust people? Yeah. Are people worth it? Yeah. Like, is this worth fighting for? Yeah. Do you matter? Yeah. Like, do I matter? Like, it really goes to like a deeper part. Yeah. So I don't take it lightly. Yeah. I think we need us as humans. We want to know that other person is human too and has flaws. Mm-hmm. So own up to those mistakes. Yeah. Own up to your own flaws and move on from it. It's a I, very endearing quality, yeah, actually. It's sometimes. actually very attractive <laughs> and I respond very, very well to it. <laughs> if you say, I'm sorry, Kevin, for I did A, B, and C, like, I would love to move on. I want to make sure you're okay. How can we move forward? Mm-hmm. I'll be like, yes, let's grab a coffee and talk about it. Right. But if there's no humility and you can't really see the situation as a whole or grow from it, mm-hmm. then we're going to help. We may not, you know, we may not get along for a while. Yeah. That's fine. And we may not be in each other's universes for very long. Exactly. Like Spider-Man. Yeah. Sometimes he'll just like... Go somewhere else. Mom and dad can't play well together. So this is what happens in the divorce. I want to ask you because we've talked like over, you know, through our friendship, there's been like different, different boys in our lives and dating life. And I think that that's always a point of like... Just in this current day and age with the culture of, of ghosting mm-hmm. or just like complete ambiguity, like, mm-hmm. what do I even mean to you? Yes, yes. What are the expectations? I think that's one huge area where I think there's the most absence of apologies. Yes, yes. And I'm like kind of scared to start unpacking that because I could go on about that for like mm-hmm. eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious, are you down to like... Do you have like an incident that you're like, we don't need to name names or anything like about apologizing, apologizing world? Yeah. Just like that wasn't my intent. I feel like that happens for me, at least I've heard like that wasn't my intention so many times. Yes. So many times. And I've, oh, I've said it, but I've heard it a lot. You mean quote unquote, the phrase that wasn't my intention. That wasn't my intention. Or like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. <laughs> Oh, okay. This does happen a lot in dating, especially when one person likes the other person more. Yes. Or things are not clear um, of what the intention of you two getting together in the first place was. Mm-hmm. I do think you got to be vulnerable to an extent of saying, hey, I like you and hey, you don't. I've been on both sides where... I've liked one person more mm-hmm. than the other, and then the other way around, where they like me and want to pursue me, and I'm like, mm, girl, I'm like kind of good. <laughs> oh, now, what I, what so I say is, I think it's better to kind of rip the bandaid off faster and say, hey, this is, I'm not attracted to you that way, mm-hmm. and make it as black and white as possible that I do not see a relationship with you. I'm sorry, but that's, that's just what my gut feeling is like I'm, I don't see you that way mm-hmm. rather than the whole mm, I'm just so busy with projects and <laughs> focusing on career and focusing I just on myself like, focus right on now. myself I need to spend more time with me no <laughs> no because you're always gonna like work on yourself you're always gonna have projects like life is not gonna be like oh uh, career's done. Check. Now I can focus on relationship. Check. No. Yeah. That's not how it is. I'm sorry. I do believe you will like make time for both mm-hmm. and you can love each one as equally as the other. I feel like the thing that is coming out for what you're saying that I very much connect with is it feels just so dishonest. Yes. Like you're just being lied to. Thank you. And the thing is that people can be, I, the funny thing is, I feel like with dating in the way that it is right now, in this very casual format of just like, hey, let's hang out. Like, hey, we matched. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, like, I don't know. I personally get a lot of, like, messages from friends and, like, people, like, they're always in these, like, super gray zones. Like, the friend zone or yes. just, like, they're attracted, but you don't know if, like, we're just 
like hooking up or messing around or like an actual couple that's committed. Like, how do you navigate that? And in that people's feelings get hurt so easily because nothing's ever clear cut. And it's a lot of like, Hey, okay. So I'll give an example. There was a guy that I was dating. Like, see, I call it dating and he didn't call it. There you go. Right off the bat. So, and so I would like constantly get my feelings hurt. And like in hindsight, I'm like kicking my own butt. Like I want to like kick my butt and apologize to myself. Like, oh, Minji, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have put you through that. <laughs> but this is how we yes, learn, right? Yes. Um, and we were dating, dating, quote unquote, for like four months, mm-hmm. three to four months of like going on dates, hanging out, texting pretty much yeah. every day. Doing what a couple would Which a couple does. And then when I questioned it and when I said, Hey, do you ever like, do you see that? Where do you think, do you, yeah, what is like, this? Like, yeah, what, what is this? Like, what are your thoughts on that? And it was like, I got the most random, like non answer answer. He's like, Well, I'm just like cool with how things are. But I'm like, I'm asking you, mm-hmm. what is the R? Like, yeah. what are we? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, well, we're just like hanging out. It's nice to see you when I see you. And like, it's great. And I'm like, no, nah, bro. Like, I Thank call BS. Yeah. Because you texting me every day, like seeing how my day is going and calling. Is that either A, your dick who just wants to manipulate me and act like you like me mm-hmm. so that we can continue to date and hook up? Or you actually like me and you're not a grown up enough to admit that you do either way. I'm kind of annoyed at this situation. Yes. And his whole thing was, I'm sorry. You feel that ah! his whole thing was like, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. That wasn't my intention. Cause I said straight up, like yes. I'm a grown woman. And I was like, I was kind of, and this is decades, you know, like yes. dealing with boys. And I finally had the, like, this sucks. Yes. This really sucks. Yes. And, the non-apology was, I'm sorry you felt that way. Have you had like this, like... Yes. Yeah. I mean, recently it's a lot of that, but he, I would have really loved an apology. Mm-hmm. Had your man said, or whatever that guy's <laughs> name was, Trent, <laughs> we'll said Trent something like, oh... I'm sorry, Minji, that what well, what would have been an apology that he could have said or what could have he had said to make you not feel so shitty? I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, he wasn't on the same wavelength as you. So I don't feel like he was being honest with himself. My read on it, I think he really did like me. Okay. And I think he couldn't admit that. Or like he was scared. There was a blockage. Like, There's a block. Yes. And I try to be patient as possible and just like go with the flow. Yeah. But girl like there's only so much that you can go with that flow i cannot and i just can't it was not i'm not having the ambiguity because it just felt so silly i was like so you know yeah because you have so many questions like are you seeing other people or like am i supposed to invite you to a holiday at some point yeah should should, uh do you want to meet my friends like i have an event do you want to be my plus one thank you things come up so i'm just like i can only put that on hold for so long Mm -hmm. So I think I would have appreciated, like, I'm sorry, I'm confused, or I wasn't clear. I'm yeah. sorry I wasn't clear. Yeah. And I'm sorry I hurt you. Literally, yeah. that yeah. those two things would have made me feel way yes. better. Yes. But it was just, I'm sorry you feel that way. And that was not my intention. Ooh. So then even after that, it was like, he assumed, like, we're going to still see each other. That yeah. was the part that kind of blew my mind. No. No. So this is where, like, apologies matter. Yes. But here's... The flip side to that. So Mm -hmm. my situation was very similar, except I was not in the right mindset to receive that apology. Because I was very hard-headed and very – it would be like, I'm sorry I don't have time for you. I'm sorry I'm, like, ridiculously busy, and I'm sorry that I put you in this situation, and I'm sorry that you you feel very, very frustrated. Mm -hmm. But I was like – Okay, thanks. So we should still go my house. So then, um, like I'll send you flowers, and like, um, <laughs> oh, we'll just, I'll just wait. Like, yeah, I'll just wait till you're like not busy anymore. Yeah. So I couldn't. That's why I really go back to when if you're not really attracted to someone, or you're not at all, be as black and white and like as forthcoming as possible because. Crazy stubborn Tauruses like myself will find like a little like hole in the cheese and be like, well, okay, well, <laughs> if he's not busy now, then um, he'll be maybe later, like, like six months, yeah, he'll be busy, he'll won't be busy, and then it'll be fine. 
like that will help really kickstart the process to move forward from things. Yeah. So, so I was not like ready to receive his apology of really going, sorry, this is not going to work out. And I've told you this three times. So he was very clear with you. He, uh, to an extent. Yes. Was there a little bit of gaslighting? I believe so. Okay. Um, but can you elaborate on that? Cause I don't know if everybody, on gaslighting, I, yeah, I don't think me? that that's like a, Oh, everyone understands that in this situation, it was, Hey, I, I really, I like you. I really enjoy spending time with you, but I just don't have time to do that. So he would really make me feel really, really good. Hey, I miss cuddling with you. Oh, I miss you. Da, 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 da. That's oh, yeah, misleading. Thank you. So it really make me feel special and make me feel, Oh, okay. Well, he's just busy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, that's mm. misinformation because Correct. you're leading with something. And I understand. I can see from the other person I've done this too, where you're trying to like cushion the blow. Yeah. That's I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. It was cushioning the blow. But then but you it don't becomes- say stuff like I like you and I miss you. That's not cushioning the blow. Yeah. Cushioning the blow is like your outfit today. <laughs> Have you been working out? <laughs> oh my God, you lost so much weight. You look so pretty. Just want to let you know that this isn't going to work out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just. It's, it's miscommunication and oh yes. my God, I can't, I know that I've definitely said that. Um, I think you're so great and I like, we have such good chemistry. Oh, but- <laughs> oh my God. Is that, oh, believe his name out. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, he said some things that are very, very similar. Yeah. So it's, it is, I think it's just not being upfront. It's the fear of not being upfront mm-hmm. and like you're trying to overcompensate to make the other person not feel bad and for you to not feel like a jerk yes and sometimes you just gotta be a a, a jerk it sucks yeah but gotta play the villain sometimes yeah i genuinely think and to pivot and to add to that so we're you're talking about that the dating thing but even with like kenji because we've had fights right and i participate in the fights i am not always the victim right sometimes Sometimes. But sometimes I am a horrible person and I say really mean things and I raise my voice and I give silent treatment. There's a lot of different ways that we can, again, injure another party. And there's part of me that like really expected him to say sorry all the time. And I think Kenji's actually the most genuinely apologetic boyfriend that I've ever had. Like in that maturity, I really appreciate that. But I also, in this relationship, recognize how much I'm not. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like 100% truth is that I really struggled to, like, admit my faults. Yeah. And it has been a journey. It's a lot. I think it takes a lot of self-work to admit that you did something wrong. Yeah. Rather than just, like, then blame it on the other person. Right. Because there's a lot of dynamics at play. Because yes. in a fight, somebody could be more wrong and there's somebody who did like less like you know what i'm saying like there's i believe you're everyone's both wrong and both right yes (laughs) yes it's fair and then sometimes there's just again you're caught up in your feelings so you're just like well you were like a massive asshole and i was like a little one Mm -hmm. (laughs) so but at the end of the day we're both assholes (laughs) right exactly so it's it's a it's a it's a messy area for people to like Basically accept responsibility. The overarching thing I think with all of yes. the whole apologizing situation is like to be honest and to be like a responsible, not even adult. Cause sometimes I think children are better at oh, saying yes. sorry. Yes. Than like grownups. That's so because being, they don't have a, a <laughs> they haven't lived and layers of defenses. The, yeah. They're just, they're just so genuine. They're so pure. Yeah. So I won't even say responsible adult. Well, I'm barely <laughs> either of those. So, um, how do you think apologies? How do you like, we won't even like put it out there. Like, this is how you should apologize. Mm-hmm. How does Kevin Fong best receive an apology? How would you like feel the most like genuinely? Oh, I love a more in person apology because <laughs> you can hear the nuances you can hear the inflections and you can actually see and feel an actual energy from them yes texting i think is a texting i think is like a great first step Mm -hmm. but i would rather it be texting and saying hey can i talk to you real quick and then you talk on the phone got it and give your apology i would not say 
something along the lines of, well, I'm sorry you feel that way because it is dismissive of my uh, emotions and how I feel. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, well, you feel that way. Sorry. It's like that type of sorry mm-hmm. as opposed to an actual apology. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to go like an extra mile, like of course a little gift or what you did was you took me out to lunch. Mm-hmm. I love a nice like gesture but that's when we got Thai food. Exactly. It's all coming it back to It was like a now. nice little cherry on top. Cause I feel if I had, cause you really wanted to like make sure that we were good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to deny you that. Cause you really genuinely wanted to like put, like give this apology to me. And I was just like, I, why, why not? You know, like I wanted to let you go through that that motion, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was a really nice lunch. It was a really, it was like a nice little date. <laughs> yeah. It was like a full, full date for us. And we went to a show and like yeah. saw Terry Crews. <laughs> oh my God, we did. That was a really great day. I, I, I agree with you. And I, for, for me, I really do care about, um, voice, like text and email, like actually a nice long email to explain mm-hmm. might even be n- better than a text. I think mm-hmm. in this text heavy universe, so much can get lost is yes. what I'm saying Yes, in translation. A thousand million percent. You can put all the emojis and all that. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like somebody being able to like truly convey mm-hmm. themselves to you. Usually I think is best in a face-to-face format. We have FaceTime, we have Skype, yeah. we have Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Like, you have like, no follow, excuses anymore. Yeah, follow your gut based off of whatever the situation is. Yeah. And then act accordingly. Yeah. Just act like a fucking adult. Like, own up to your stuff and say, say sorry if you're in the wrong. Yeah. Have you been an email person? Like, no. have you ever done that? I've I love when I was younger, yeah. but I don't do that anymore. Got it. Emails, no. Have you ever sent an apology that was never forgiven? No. That's amazing. That's a good record. Have I ever said... No. Because I... It's not like I'm never in the wrong. But well, yeah. I was like, maybe I you think, just haven't or injured maybe, them in uh, general. Or I do think that the person usually accepts the apology. Mm. Or they say they do. Mm-hmm. Now, have I dug deeper and been like... Remember that one time? Are you sure? Like you were really you like <laughs> accept my apology? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Or maybe I don't say so. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we we keep going, yeah. right? Not yeah. everything. I personally, yeah, I have some people that have not accepted my yeah. apologies. Mind you, I I have really wonderful supportive people who acknowledge the good traits about me, and I know that they exist. But I've been an idiot in the past and I've been very careless and I've been very, when I'm provoked to a certain point or in a certain state, I can be very mean. Um, (laughs) I'm like reliving some stuff. That's fine. I actually cornered a girl in college. What? Because she wouldn't talk to me. I like chased (gasps) her down. That is like my nightmare. I could never (laughs) chase someone down and be like. I'm sorry, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I won't say her name, but I again, like it's locker room talk. Like yeah. girl version, like I said mean things. Yeah. Insensitive things. I wasn't like attacking her, but I said things that were not nice and not necessary. Gotcha. And um she caught wind of it and I got held accountable yeah. and she had previously really looked up to me. I was like a senior, she was like a freshman. And that even made me feel worse cuz like I don't know. My career shouldn't be acting. Yeah, my exactly. Like you shouldn't do that. And like in Korean culture, like your elder is supposed to be the respected one. And I was like, I'm definitely not being respectable. Yeah. Um. So I really want to say sorry to her. She was like not having it. Yeah. She was ice cold. Yeah. And I, it really bothered me because I was like, I really was sorry because that was actually another moment where I was like, I feel so bad. And she. It was like a fish that I couldn't hold. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. just kept running away. Why did her accepting the apology mean so much to you? Because it would it would it would uh, validate that I'm not a complete horrible person. It mattered a yeah, lot to me. Yeah, and there's she there's definitely was. It seemed like she was not ready to accept. She it. was not. So that's what I also think when it comes to the apology dance, like relationships that people may not be ready to hear you. Yeah. And may not ever. Cause I, again, currently I have some outstanding, 
not like great, outstanding, yeah. but like they are currently unresolved. Gotcha. And they still personally yeah. eat away at me a little bit. Mm. And so I've had to do a lot of like my own forgiveness process for myself. That thank you, therapy. Um, but yeah, there's some people that don't want to accept yeah. my apology. I think you can explore a little more of yeah, why that validation is needed. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes you can give an apology. Or most of the times, I think when you go into giving one, genuinely, you don't expect for it to be all rainbows and butterflies right. afterwards. And just because you give an apology doesn't mean you have to be like super best friends with that person or everything's going to be resolved. Right. I think it's 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 for them, honestly. The apology is for them. Yeah. And for yourself. And for yourself. And I think there, yeah, it's a, it's a long process. So to anybody who's struggling out there, I feel you. And this is why this conversation or this like topic means a lot. Yeah. Because we, again, as people acknowledge, people mess up, they make mistakes and you want to right the wrongs. And to whatever degree that like eats away at you, cause it can like feeling like I'm such a terrible person. I did this and this person never ever forgave me. Um, it can be really hard depending on who you're at. And like, honestly, sometimes may, again, look what Kevin, you're saying, you can't always get that healing from the other party. So Correct. say that even if they did receive the apology and they forgive you, maybe even then it doesn't fully. Yeah. Reg- resonate or register. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like, that's it. And then you move on. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm, I'm working on being a better mover honor. Okay. Certain things are like totally easy. Yes cool and we're like great and i'm like totally fine other things not so much that's fine it's a process i'm here to help you with whatever you need thank you thank you but yeah i i love the advice that you gave and i think we gave some good pointers yeah no i now remember i'm not a professional therapist or professional in any manner so just like take this you can just listen to this and take it with a grain of salt take it with 10 grains of salt but watch your sodium intake exactly and go go for a walk sarah (laughs) god they're all women yeah i mean brenda yeah just chill tiffany (laughs) i accept your apology stop attacking me (laughs) online Wherever you are with your state of your apology, I wish you all, Kevin and I wish you all the best. Yes, yes. And they matter. It's funny because I have an episode from yesteryear called Sorry Not Sorry. Uh, But we're going to the opposite side of like, I really am sorry. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I hope you accept my apology. (laughs) And I wish you the best. Yes. We wish you the best, Tiffany. Yes. Um, Kevin, where can people find you and all of your, your amazing content? Oh my God. My main platform is Instagram at level four alpha. Cause I love American horror story. Mm, that's about it. I literally, I had no idea what your new handle meant. Cause oh. before it was like your name and now yes. it's like level four I'm alpha. I'm just going to lean into it. Yeah. So oh, I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Good to unpack all this. Um, if you'd like to follow me, you can go to at Minjeezy, M-I-N-J-E-Z-Y, or at First of All Pod. And we are changing things up here because we had our intro by Aquafina, Yellow Ranger, and thank you to her for being so generous with that musica. But our outro is Uzu Trap by Uzuhan, which was last week's uh, guest, and he's amazing. And thank you to everyone who's been tagging me and um, sharing their wonderful thoughts on all of Uzuhan's amazing insight on life and staying true to yourself. It really means a lot to both of us. I'm just speaking on his behalf right now, but it's really great to hear that uh, people are really resonating with these episodes and these conversations. So yeah, thank you to Aquafina and to Uzuhan for the intro and outro. And thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thanks so much, Marv. You the best. And you can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else that you find podcasts. I am also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. And yeah, I put this in the intro, but please come out on October 5th to Off the Mic with It Perfectly Imperfect and Asian Boss Girl. We'd love to see you and have some deeper conversations, one-on-one conversations, just meet and hang out, get to know each other. Link is in my bio on my Instagram. So check it out. And yeah, have an amazing week, everyone. Kevin and I both love you. Hearts. Love you. Love Make you good so choices much. and drink water and wear sunscreen. Bye, guys. Bye.
With a dream oh so bright eyed They knew right away Sick of swim There's no lifelines Cutting their teeth on the move Nobody's filling these shoes Balling on a budget At the golden arch Super size number two Cash Way that the world ain't budging Gotta make a power move Deep in the darkest dungeons I'm thinking of my own But we're still here And we're going strong It's an exciting time in Asian America. There are more movies, TV shows, books, and music reflecting us than ever. But all of these represent just a small slice of Asian American culture and experiences. So what do we do? Tell more slices. Asian Americana is a show that explores these slices of distinctly Asian American culture and history. We've talked about how Chinese Americans built California's Sacramento Delta, the art scene turns gallery institution giant robot, a play that explores the lost Cambodian pop music of the 60s and 70s, and, of course, Boba, just to name a few stories. You can find Asian Americana at asianamericana.com or on your podcast app.